this is Mike and Tom from Mike Has a Drink. We just wanted to take a second and talk to you about our favorite app, Anchor. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you know, and even plus that, when you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Yeah, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, man, it's totally free. So listen, you want to start a podcast, you're thinking about trying to figure it out. If the two of us (laughs) figured this out, how hard can it be? So go right now, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You won't regret it. This week, off. What? What? How is everybody's week starting off? Oh, thank you, Kelsey. Uh, you know, my week's going all right. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who can complain, Reg? It's only Tuesday. we got to pace ourselves. <laughs> all right, Tom, bring it. I drink beer because I should. If there was a song to sing, I sing it and beer you drink. I drink beer when I am sad, cause the beer it makes me glad. Now there's nothing left to say, so let's go drink beer. Beer is good, beer is good, beer is good. Beer is good, beer is good, beer is good. Let's go drink some beer! All right. Hey, for those of you at home, I just want to go ahead and let you know that Mike was definitely busting out the stanky leg along with some other dance moves here to the intro music. Yeah, they have not been named yet, so we'll let you know when they become popular out there on the circuit. Uh, So I don't know if you all listened to the planning meeting. This week is Watergate. We don't want to jump ahead too much. Uh, but as Tom and I took some deep dives into some rabbit holes, uh, we're thinking this may be a two-parter. You know, I, there was a lot of stuff going on that I didn't realize was going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Reg, it was nice seeing you in person. It was. That was great to see you guys. And Reg. Oh my God! The steak you cooked us, oh. Reggie. Reggie, are you there? I'm here. You're like ignoring us. We just gave no. you that. I know. Thank you. I'm just. I'm eating. I'm eating a sandwich because we've been working on a bunch of stuff and I forgot to eat dinner. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you you're fitting it in and doing a little self care. So, I do have an important announcement. Um, In my house, there's a rule that while I'm single, there's no PDA. What? It's a rule. Yeah, but you're no longer single. We brought your girlfriend. That's where I'm going. Oh! Guess what? Reggie. Uh Uh-huh. Chelsea bought me a girlfriend. Oh, 
Her name is Veronica. And we're going to put her in some water right now so that she can grow. <laughs> she is, is definitely she, a grow-your-own-girlfriend. Is she a chia pet? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, she might be. <laughs> right, she's not like that bald guy joke. <laughs> That's pretty rude. Um, let's see. It says, place your grow-a-girlfriend into a glass of water and watch as it grows to six times the original size. Your girlfriend will begin to grow after two hours and will reach full size in 72. You might need a bigger glass. Um, but caution, your girlfriend will slowly shrink when she's removed from the water. But have no fear. You can put her in the water and grow her again. She needs to stay wet. So, my girlfriend is a mermaid. And you know, Veronica. <laughs> get going. Veronica is submerged. I think she, Veronica, a little bit of beer. Because <laughs> we want, we want you to have a little bit of a wild side. Oh, All right. Get a little freakiness out of you, Veronica. So. Hey, no, trust me. She's going to get enough freakiness from inertia of the Slippery Rock University Cup you put her in. That's true. <laughs> Probably some trauma happening right now, Veronica. So, all right. I mean, I mean, anybody got anything to say for the good of the order? So I'm I'm picturing that Veronica looks like one of those little like dinosaur sponges. Exactly. From the eighties. Girl, Reggie, and she's rubber, and she has all the parts that a little uh, that a girl should have. Allegedly. According to the package, um, yeah. We'll see what happens. Drop your girlfriend in the water and watch her grow. Maybe I'll take her to work with me tomorrow. Hey, Mike, do you ever want to know who is more excited to see you? Here's a simple test. Lock your dog in the truck of your car for an hour. Lock your girlfriend in the truck of your car for an hour. See who's happier to see you when you pop that trunk. My money's on Veronica because <laughs> she's going to be happy to get back in water. <laughs> I'll take her out and she'll look like she's like 112. Which is prime real estate for Mike. That's right. Got to kick the bucket at some point. Leave me that yacht, baby. So now that we've established Mike's a creep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of creeps, it ties in because of the nickname of... The committee. Well, yeah. The Watergate scandal. Yeah, you're right. All right. So I know we're all chopping at the bits because, you know, we're assuming Reggie you did a little bit of homework. Um, <laughs> might be a big assumption, but that's okay. Like my girlfriend Ver Veronica says, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, she's so clever. <laughs> she's got a potty mouth. Um, me or Veronica? Uh, both of you. <laughs> but I, I was talking about Veronica at that particular point in time, Reg. So, Reg, <laughs> guess what? Hmm. I moved my planner today. Mm -hmm. Every time I was at my bar, mm -hmm. it's uh my saran wrap. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. 
Um, yeah, so Watergate. Yeah, so <laughs> before we get into Watergate, though, I think I think we need to talk about, like, the time period a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, you know, uh, Watergate complex uh, officially started, you know, the groundbreaking for the construction was in 1961. Mm-hmm. And it, or 1962, I'm sorry. And then it was completed in 1971. But However, there were plans to keep adding on, but the architects felt that because it came with such a bad name yeah. that it would we ruin actually, their careers. Reggie, we actually looked on Expedia. It cost $235 a night to stay at the Watergate Hotel, yeah. which isn't bad for D.C. Um, but anyway, so... You know, before uh, President Nixon takes office, there's a little skirmish going on. Because, you know, it wasn't a war um, in Vietnam. And it was it was pretty divisive well, um, among, amongst like the homeland population. It was it was about a 50 50 uh, split. Which is, I'm gonna go ahead and jump it out there is is what started uh, Watergate was because Nixon and his officials could not predict the election due to the split of America on yeah. support of the Vietnam War. So mm-hmm. he didn't know what the Democrats had, which is why or, this or, all started, or what direction they were going to run their campaign. Right. From. Yeah, that's true. So, but so you figure you've got. You know, the Vietnam War going on. You've got this is in the middle of like peace, love, and happiness. You've got the black the Black Panthers. So, like, you know, for the first time in a long time, you've got a lot of separate groups with strong opinions about some things. And really, really, for the first time, they've really found, like, an outlet for it. You know what I mean? Like, the news is covering all of this. Well, and, and that's why America has such a strong opinion on it is because it is the first, you know, war that's been televised. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and this is – I actually had a, a, a political science class at Slippery Rock that – discussed all that and that's what the, that was his big thing is this is the first war like where the reporters went out into the field with the soldiers right you know before they may have been there well i mean i guess it's hard to tell but they may have been around. hey shaggy scooby surprise visit yeah, to that, the was, fellas. that was a quick camping trip fellas exactly. you gotta speak up haven't we told you this what? The charge is dead. Yeah, I know, but we can charge it. We have a phone and we can charge it tomorrow. That will not work. Yes, it will. It needs to go to uh, electricity. All right, fine. We'll just steal someone's electricity. Uh, it's out there somewhere. Right. <laughs> have fun, fellas. I mean, at this rate, at this rate, you guys might as well just camp in the backyard. Well, that way, you know, in case you know they get scared by little noises or something, they can run it right in. You can run an extension cord out to your tent so you can watch your phones. Later, fellas. 
See, that's how it is at Mercer Mike's. You never know when someone's going to come in. They just wanted to come in because they were. I was telling them that they, their episode was pretty shitty and they need to step their game up. But uh, <laughs> so you know, these reporters are going out now, and it's the first time like pictures of war are like making it home. Yeah, everybody's living room. So that caused some strong feelings. Um, when when Nixon was elected, and he said, and down the road, he does say one of his biggest regrets was just not pulling everybody out and just ending it. Right. Instead of continuing to escalate. Um, oh, when he threw his four advisors under the bus, you mean? Yep. Which, who were, I know we're skipping way ahead, but the four... Were what's that called like black something? Oh, uh, no, know. the Saturday Massacre. That's it, Saturday Massacre. Was uh, we'll get to it. So, June of 1972. Okay, we got John Dean, who was the White House counsel, H.R. Haldeman, who was the uh, chief of staff, John. Ehrlichman, who is the assistant for domestic affairs, and Attorney General Richard Kleindeist. Those are the four guys he threw under the bus when the investigation started. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. See, that's why I didn't go into more. That so, <coughs> June of 1972, early in the morning, Several burglars were arrested in the office of the Democratic National Committee, located in the Watergate Complex buildings in Washington, D.C. But in a Laptop. <laughs> Hold on. Tom is clearing his lungs out. So, um, but the issue was this, was, this was not like a normal burglar, right? First off, let me interrupt you. Well, that's normal. We'll do a little prehistory here. All right. Before the Watergate scandal, Watergate was actually a very um, success, you know, successful tourist attraction and business center. Because the hotel's always been there, right? But it comprises of six buildings sitting on 10 acres just north of the JFK Centennial Library. Now we got Watergate West which is co-op apartments, which is the, um, the elderly, I guess, like the nursing home apartments where the nurses come every day. You know, that's what a co-op apartment is for those that don't know. So Watergate West is a co-op apartment. Watergate 600 is the office building. Watergate Hotel. Watergate East, which is more apartments, Watergate South, which is more apartments, and in the Watergate office building, which is technically broken into two, but they're in the same parking lot, so they're considered one address. All right. Is where the Watergate <coughs> Ooh, excuse me. scandal took place. See, uh, all right. Well, hey, thank you to Tom for <laughs> setting the scene of our story. Um, so anyways, 
the Prowlers were connected to Richard Nixon's re-election campaign. And it didn't take very long for everybody to start drawing those lines, right? But they got caught wiretapping phones and stealing documents. The White House and Nixon in particular. Yeah, all because Forrest Gump couldn't sleep that night. Right. I think Forrest Gump was a villain. You know what? Forrest Gump was a villain because he didn't even shake the president's hand. He just ran past him saying he had to pee. Yeah, I, got, <laughs> I have to pee. Um, Something bit me in the butt. And I pee because I drank all the root beers. Dr. Peppers. Dr. Pampers. Anyways, so he took, Nixon took steps to cover up, up the crimes and eventually people figure stuff out and they start piecing it together and they start finding some of the players and they start drawing lines and dots and and uh, eventually, you know, it leads leads to the uh, president resigning before he could be impeached officially. It, as you were saying earlier pre-podcast when we were doing our warm-up pool games, as you know, that's like the truest definition of a gray area. Because, you know, had he not resigned when he did, he would have been impeached and then indicted. Uh, but because he resigned, Ford pardoned him instead. So mm -hmm. it, it became like a big legal gray area questionable situation. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And like, and, and, and you, you actually, good job. You brought it up earlier saying that like, the whole reason or the origin of this break-in is it stemmed from the fact that he really wasn't sure he was going to win this election. Because of Nam. Because of Vietnam. Um, the, I mean, the country was divided, right? So they knew that they had to have like this aggressive, forceful campaign. So Nixon and some of his key advisors sat down and uh, one of the things that they came up with turned out to be Ill illegal, surprising it or not, Tom. Surprising or not. Right? I mean... So, in May of 1972, they sent people into the office of the Democrats. Right. The, the CRP. Two E's. Well, no, there's no E's at all, but it's just... it's yeah. been, um, I don't want to say this word, but it's the best word I hear. It's been bastardized in the creep. In the creep. All right, fair enough. So they break in and they steal copies of the, the top secret documents and they bug the phones. Yes. Now, security guard old Frank Wills. company interns and whatnot who were standing in work would tape the door shut so that they could run back and forth and in until they were done and then they would untape the latch. So Frank Mills, security guard would walk past on his rounds. Nobody was in office, saw the tape on the doors. Went, all oh, these dumb kids, they forgot. Removed all the tape. Come back on his next round half hour later, and all the tape was replaced. And that's when he put two and two together and got six and was like, I ah, better call somebody. Mm -hmm. 
it's all because the wire, the wiretaps didn't work the first time. Yep. Yep, they failed to work pro- properly. Um, and initially, they didn't connect the dots back to Nixon. No, because he was smart. Like um, he, other people issued orders for him. He did not issue orders himself, which is what took them forever to connect the dots because they could never place him at the head, so to say. Right. And at he, first. He was smart. Initially, right. he was smart. Reg, any thoughts so far? Any any interesting facts that you found? That... Um, so... Like, the first tape that Frank Willis like called about wasn't actually like the tape like oh. Tom said. Um yeah, uh-huh. also yeah. like coin is like a third rate burglary. No, that was what the White House press secretary called it the downplay. And they're yeah. saying that they may try to stretch certain events to make the Republican Party look bad. Yeah. And the full he was lying out of his ass, but you know. Mm-hmm. So um, down the road, people it becomes apparent that like Nixon, he wasn't being truthful. A few Wait, days after. Hold on, because Thomas. Tom so like Nixon was part of the Republican Party. Yes, and they were, and they were spying on the Democrats. So, the de- so it was the DNC. So the right. Um, Democratic National Committee was, you know, headed up Watergate. Yes, no, but um, there was a Republican senator who had a quote-unquote gift for gab who was very instrumental in removing his Republican president, Nixon, and during this situation is when the Republican Speaker of the House tried to downplay Watergate, saying that it was going to be fake and extended and lies. Yeah. It, he was, he was, was lying to cover Nixon's ass. That's like politics 101, though. Right. That, that's what I was saying, Rich. They're about to make stuff up to make us look bad. So it does come out down the road that uh, Nixon arranged for all the burglars to be paid Hundreds of thousands of dollars in hush money. Which James McCord, who was one of the ones who broke in to Watergate, right before sentencing, wrote a letter to the judge stating that high Republican and White House officials knew about the break-in and paid us to keep our mouths shut. Whoops. That didn't work, did it? They must not have paid him enough. The other two they paid enough, apparently, but not... McCord. So uh, we end up with the investigation, right? And, and well, hold on, Mike. Okay. Do you know how the um, the plumbers were able to break into Watergate to begin with? No. They used tape recordings of Democratic officials over radios to fool the guard gates. Or the gate guards. Wow. For back then, that's impressive. 
actually, if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we can't even do that today. Um, so, I mean, we're kind of bouncing around a little bit. I don't know if this will just be like an overview or if this will, if we'll kind of, if it's going to run its course tonight or not. But um, at one point, Nixon and his aides called the director of the CIA into their office. Right. Which is. And said, um, Say, hey, look, the FBI is looking into some stuff. It really wouldn't be good for the country if this comes out. And he put in, 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 you know, trying to bribe the CIA, probably it was worse, is well, it is, it's 100% worse than getting caught with your hand in the cookie jar spying on the other team. Right. And um, the CIA and did, I mean, yes, Nixon got, you know, investigated and all this, but the CIA technically did their job because to this day, there's still 18 minutes of tape recording missing. Yeah. And like I told you earlier, that's pretty scary, <laughs> right? That all that other stuff got released. Other stuff such as. Uh, sex lives of pandas, <laughs> Nixon's anti-Semitism speeches, as well as Nixon and, Kess and Kissinger's conversations about their supports, the support of the genocide of the Burmese people by the Pakistani government. So, to exactly what Mike was alluding to, if all that's made public, What's the 18 minutes they took out? Yeah. <clears throat> and while the CIA did file charges, well, I don't have the CIA. They don't file charges. They make it disappear. But anyways, Nixon wasn't charged initially. Five of the seven aides pleaded guilty to avoid trial, and the other two were convicted. Right, 1973. So, you know, people are trying to get into figure out what's what. They're getting all these different stories. Oh, the cats at the front. Um, you know, and there's two reporters in particular that are really digging into this. Like, actually, actually, ahead, Tom, they were the second ones to break the story. The first one to break the story was veteran police reporter Alfred E. Lewis, who on June 18th, which was the day before the other two's article, with, you know, he, uh, he broke the story before Bernstein and Woodward. And then, you know, Bernstein and Woodward were the two... Yeah, we'll get to that. Great. I received that phone call. But, yeah, so everybody's digging into it. Tom's person, what was this person's name again? Uh, Alfred E. Lewis. Alfred E. Lewis, shout out to your relatives. I don't even know. Are people still alive from back then if they were grown-ups? Um, my dad was 20 in the 70s, and he's still alive. So 
Okay. Um, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I was thinking that if you're like established, you're 20 some years in a four shard, right? You're 50. What I, it's, I guess it's irrelevant. Um, shout out though for, to you. Unfortunately, you didn't get a phone call. So the other two, Bob Woodward and Carol Bernstein, they're really digging into this. They're asking the hard questions that like people don't want to answer. And, 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 you know, as they kind of start digging in, it's dragging out. That becomes like the view of a lot of people. Like right. we're really not getting the story. What what's being withheld from us? And uh, even like the people in the front in the Senate that were put in charge, they were mm -hmm. like, "There's a there's a there's a larger scheme afoot." Right. There's something bigger going on. Which is where um, Daniel Osberger originally comes in before the plumbers. Yeah. So, and people start to crack. They start getting worried. Like, what if they're going after the president? What are they going to do to me? I need to try to cut you. Right. And then they get a, and then the uh, reporters get a phone call. Bye. Linda Lovelace's namesake. And for those of us that aren't aware of that, deep throat. I do. I do have a fun fact about that. Linda Lovelace or the deep throat news part? Um, about about uh, Lovelace. Hey, all right. Uh, well, no. Yeah, like, I was going to say right there. I already know. Yeah, I mean it's. Like it, it's such it's so infamous because of the Watergate scandal that like the deep throat stuff. But in like you know the time of of Me Too and like writing all those wrongs, like she was literally held at gunpoint to shoot a bunch of those scenes. So oh, yeah. we, her boyfriend was a definite piece of garbage. We <laughs> could we could probably do a whole episode on the porn industry. We could probably do a. A whole <laughs> but yeah um it's you know now infamous because of this like giant scandal right so, and the mafia involvement in filming deep throat was also a big part of it too yeah allegedly uh, all of our italian descendant listeners allegedly i'm sorry Probably the Canadians. But you know who's worse Canadians? Richard Nixon, when he actually had the balls to claim executive privilege over all and say, when the president does that, it's not illegal. I don't care how much you believe in your innocence. That, that takes a set of cojones to... Yeah, definitely does. So the investigation's ongoing. They, right. they say, well, look, if you if you were wiretapping this office, <coughs> where are the tapes? Wait. Time out, I'm sorry. I had a note that I forgot to bring up when we were talking about Deep Throat. The news source, not the movie. The movie. James yeah, Fowler. 
who was the assistant director of the FBI, was proven to be deep throat many years later. Mark Felt. Yeah, you're wrong. Oh, I'm right. I am wrong. I read two two parts. You're right. You're right. I was reading about the celeb journal thing for some reason. So James Felt was the one who did that. <coughs> Um, Mark Felt, you were correct. I, I, yeah, I'll, Mark. Mark Mark Felt was the guy who was a uh, deep throat. What do we know about him? Mark Felt. Yeah, he was the assistant director of the FBI at the time. That's all I know. Okay. <clears throat> well, and that Liam Neeson played him in the Hollywood story of such thing, and Liam Neeson's the gangster. So yeah, doesn't really fit that role. <laughs> Not so much. No. I mean, what do you call what do you call the reporters and say? You don't know who I am. I don't know, money, but I have a certain set of skills. Specific <laughs> set of skills. Forget about these tapes. Speaking of skills, like and and just technology in general, like are we at a are we at a point where we can? you know, fix the the Watergate, like the 18 and a half, like missing minutes. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I would assume now Tom's going to go a little conspiracy theorist here. But one can assume <coughs> that the government already has but the public will not for at least another 50 years or so. Is it is this in the same category as Area 51 and who actually shot JFK? No, I'm talking about where Hoff is buried. It's all together. Uh, well, everybody knows where he's buried. Soldier Field. He's buried on their football stadium. I'm not going to say which one because unlike Tom, I don't want to disappear at the hands of some of our Italian listeners. I said allegedly. I know. You were a little bit, you were a little too sure of yourself there to start. So <laughs> then we come to Tom's part, the Saturday Night Massacre. Which I don't get why it called a massacre. Yeah, no one really died. If you look up U.S. government and massacre, you're going to find genocide and murder, not people firing and resigning. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, I quit my job every day. So it wouldn't even be news now, you know? Um, so we're in October now. October 20th of 1973 is when he decides he's... Are you talking about during his interviews? With... He want, no, he wants Cox, Archibald Cox, fired. Yes. <clears throat> and... Um... They're like trying to bug the DNC headquarters. <sighs> Look, if there's no crime scene, you can't be Reg. Huh? If there's not a crime scene, you can't prove a crime was committed. Okay, authorities, yeah. it's just from Hollywood, but hey, mm -hmm. you know what they say, right? Until they find a body, it's just a missing person. It's not a homicide. 
Anyways, I learned that from one of my Netflix shows. Uh, that's what I said. Blame Hollywood, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so now this keeps dragging on. They keep fighting it. They keep fighting it, right? By July of 74, the Supreme Court is now involved. <laughs> and they order. They don't ask. They don't tell. They order him to turn the tapes over. I'll get the exact quote here in a second. Unless Reggie has a handy, or you do. So, of course, he kept dragging his feet. And then because of that, the White House Judiciary Committee actually has a vote, and they decide they're going to they vote to impeach Nixon for instruction of justice, abuse of power, criminal cover-up, and several violations. So that's when he realizes he's done. Yeah. And he was like, and he was still being like, things were still under investigation. Like the investigation is still like ongoing. But the reason right. he's like dragging all, dragging his feet is because like he knows that what's on the tapes they won't hand over is going to incriminate him. Right. And he claims executive privilege. Um, stating that uh, I couldn't find the direct quote, but to summarize of my memory of the quote is, um, I cannot be charged with these because under executive pr- privilege as president, I am above all or any and all um, jurisdictions and indictments. Something close to that. I can't find the exact quote, but that sounds about right in my memory, and I could be wrong, but yeah. And so, which takes balls, it really does. Um, but during all of this, though, he, he somehow wins re election. Oh, because at that point in time, um, his involvement had yet to be proven, and he had thrown these other guys under the bus, like, oh, what are these guys doing? And the American public fell for it. Yep, landslide. So let's go kind of go back like so hey side note <coughs> well okay no it's when we get to the point of talking about plumbers mm-hmm. right well, okay well we can talk about it now huh? <laughs> all right we're gonna talk about the plumbers another party so then Nixon formed the quote unquote White House plumbers which the White House plumbers was a secret unit created to stop information from leaking out. Get it? They seal leaks. Mm-hmm. They're plumbers. Hey. Go on, go on. So the first task was digging up dirt on Daniel Ellsberg, who leaked the Pentagon Papers. Which, for those of you that don't know, side note, the Pentagon Papers were papers that contained the history of the U.S. role in Indochina from the end of World War II until May of 1968, when the Vietnam conflict officially started for USA. And let's just say we started the war long before we were officially there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, even even once we started it, we were just advisors. Um, 
No, because we actually um, we supplied weaponry to France, who was at that point in time fighting the communists. The communists as well. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's nothing to do with water, dude. We were due to get off a little bit. But like, what? It's like, when are you gonna learn? You know, I get like there's got to be a balance of power in the world, right? Right. But we go into volatile areas, try to police the world. Yeah, or try to like get that area <laughs> under what is considered control in our terms. Or we support people that do that. And then we leave. And, and we, let you we've figure made, it out on your own. And we've made things worse when we got there. And again, we're and then we basically just go, eh, figure it out. Yeah, because no one's going to tell me our involvement in the Middle East is about atrocities. No, it's not. It's all the... It's all the world. Are we allowed to say that? Uh, that I don't know. That's why I stopped myself. Um, she. Yeah, we may not be able to publish this one because um, no, that's okay. Yeah, no, you know what, Tom? No, in honor of the people that broke this scandal, <laughs> we're not going to be censored. That's right. Come after us, big oil. Make we're, us famous. We're putting this out to the web immediately before you can make us disappear like the guys. That, that hey, Mike, are, who's at the door? Don't answer it! <laughs> Just like the guy that invented the car that can run on water. Oh, he disappeared quick. He disappeared. Just like the guy the that real, used to the, say, the real person on the grassy knoll who shot Kennedy. He disappeared. Yeah. Or she. Yeah. Don't judge. That's right. Um, the guy that used to say, can you hear me now? He disappeared. But finally, finally... Someone I found him. at and Yeah, he switched companies. Sprint, he, didn't he go to another company? Right. Yeah, he is He is less but, loyal than my ex. But he was... That's Sam, Reggie, but was he or was he not lost for a little while? And people said, where did he go? And we found out that he got kidnapped by Sprint and brainwashed. So what were we talking about? Watergate. Um, that's right. Hey, do you know, hey, do you know how um they knew these guys worked for the White House before McCord said that to the judge? How, the guys how? Were broken? How? Because every single one of them had a copy of the CRPs, again, as Mike said, creeps direct line in the White House. So each one of these guys had a damn slip of paper with a phone number to a direct line to the White House. That's just dumb. That's like the beginning of the end there. They were so deep into this that they just started making decisions, bad decisions like, all right, look, we're going to give each of you guys this number. If you get caught with this, you need to swallow it. But remember the number. 
Promise us you're going to swallow it. Okay, here you go, guys. Here's the paper. Hey, what did we forget to do before coming here? <laughs> that's just, that's mind-boggling. Because you, you assume that everybody around the, around the uh, president and inviting uh, uh, advisors, that's the word, would be like, at least have some common sense. Right? I mean, we make fun of our, you know, our, not necessarily our children, but our children's generation for being dumb. But apparently our parents weren't much better. Speaking of being dumb, it's time for your jokes. Oh, man. Um, That's how the vulnerable one was? Probably. All right, well, what time gathers his thoughts? Oh, I got one. All right, all right. Here it is. Here it is. Terrible <laughs> Tom's Tuesday. So a uh, rabbi was arrested for assault because he botched the circumcision. But don't worry. It's not a felony. It's just a misdemeanor. Yes, people. It was as painful here as it was over the radio. So... Oh, what, I, so, did I miss it? You did. You missed the wiener. Oh, was it a bad dad joke? Oh, it was. Oh, it was man. terrible. It was terrible. It was pretty bad. <laughs> hey! Now I'm going to have to listen back. Oh, I got one. I already finished that one. Jesus. I need another one. So, yeah. I mean, there was some, like, some crazy stuff. Let me try to find. Hey, someone Mike, got, hold on, dude. Because I can see your daily planner down there. Mm-hmm. And I got to let you know, man, I'm scared for the calendar. Why, Tom? Because its days are numbered. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't do this. <laughs> I, can, I just can't do this anymore, Reggie. Yep. I, I'm, I got to resign. I, 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 I fire Tom every week. It's coming back every week. So I've predicted it multiple times. Like the podcast is going to turn into Mike drinks alone. Yeah, well, I I I may just give you guys the podcast and start my own, saying um, the Mike's Mike's completely lame, no dad joke podcast. That's right. Or or uh, this is Mike has a drink. Part two, or do part, part two. two because his co-hosts stole his first one. It flows together, Mike. It flows. I, I mean, like I'm, I'm gonna have to shorten it a little bit, but I think people will get the point. On top of gun safe. On top of Mike's girlfriend's house. Sorry, there are no guns in this residence. Um, Do you think it's like, like the whole Watergate scandal, like in general, like is really interesting because, like Nixon is a guy, like he is, like the epitome of like an American politician, because he would like do and say like whatever he could to get elected, like from, right. like from getting elected in Southern California's house um, 
and then like getting elected, like getting elected. Um, what, what he got elected to Congress, I think. Um, and, and then ultimately like the presidency, like it's, the Watergate scandal, like has taint, like taints so much of his legacy. Like, but he had, like, he had both like good and bad policies. Like he signed yeah. in the EPA. Right. Like, through, through an executive order. Um, I think like one of, like in, in high school, like Nixon was always one of my favorite um, presidents to study um, okay. just because like, it's like, he's so convoluted, like he's surrounded by scandal, but like from the politician side of it, like he probably is like, one of like the first like in terms of policies much more moderate like the way that he like garnered so much respect within like the like the house of representatives is um when he ran again like his he was running against somebody who was like a communist sympathizer and then he was on um the committees that like busted like indicted the hollywood 10. well you know here's a little known fact that I got for you, Reggie, about the tricky dick here. He was actually a very early supporter of gay rights. Mm -hmm. The gay rights, healthcare reform, like it, like that's, I, I like in our, in the grand scheme of like Medicare and like our, like our current, um, like healthcare climate within the United States. Like Nixon really wanted to like he really wanted to push like healthcare reform and making sure that all people like had open like open access like either through their employer or through like a state sponsored um, insurance program to make sure that everybody had access to affordable healthcare. Right now, Reggie. Well, I know you can say this about any politician listen, and pretty much any human being, but if you remove the dirt that Tricky Dick did, he was a great person. But I know you can say that about anybody. I mean, well, but, I mean he wasn't necessarily a great person because he was still like a slimeball politician. Like he said and did like whatever he could. He backstabbed like fellow Republicans. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, like yeah, he, he he got to the top by crawling over everybody. Yeah, he was not like, going to step on heads. That's for yeah. sure. Like, if we're talking about, like, political game, like, he he literally, like, knew how to play the game. Like, he was just, like, he knew how to play politics and, like, play both sides. Let me rephrase that for you. He knew how to cheat the game. Yeah. I mean, well, cause, I mean, we're talking about politicians, so, yeah. Well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, it was kind of like he, he basically had two sides, right? He had the side that would go in and it, while he's not in the public eye and yeah. we're going to do this and we're going to do this and you're going to do this and you're going to do this, you know, kind of like, kind of like how we are as parents sometimes, maybe, right? Right. You know, well, and then... And Go ahead. 
so, well, I'm like, you know, one of the big things, like when we're talking about like the core, like at the core of like Republicans versus Democrats, you have Democrats who are very supportive of like national, like big government. And then you have Republicans who usually are more like states and like less so so and so like infringement of like your basic like your basic civil not even civil your basic like human rights like it's just like the different like political like viewpoints of republicans versus democrats like you have republicans want small government very like let the states decide let local governments decide then you have democrats who are like no like we're all like one big country like every like taxes like everything should go into one big pile because what you know when we have infrastructure and we have all of these things like it benefits everybody nixon like while he was a republican was very big government and a lot of republicans didn't like that and that's like kind of part of part and parcel for you know why the one republican senator was like um kind of backstabby mm-hmm. yeah you're right Reggie like I mean it's like that with everything right you have two people with very opposite strong opinions right right but then you get the people in the middle and it's kind of like that it's like that one uh video that was going around that uh one social network where the people are in the boat and they're like we're right where you know, the Atlantic and Pacific Ocean meet, which I I think is probably a fake video, but does anybody else know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Reg, you never saw that? I mean, it, wouldn't it have, isn't it like off the coast of like like the southern type of like Argentina? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not where people say it is, but the social network knew that they'd get more views if they allowed that to be correct. Unlike, you know, me who told my friend the day before. No, it was the week before. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm talking about my latest band, Tom. I probably deserve I looking back, I might deserve the band for my comment towards you. <laughs> but like his he was putting videos up and his kid had hit a home run. And I was like, oh, man, he's he's hitting nukes this year. That's it. I'm banned. <laughs> I have no idea what I have to do at Wiregate, but maybe they are tapping my phone. I don't know. But um, look. That's the 18 minutes of missing conversation, people. Mike's phone calls. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's probably about as much as I think a day. 18 minutes. So uh, we're coming up on like the 55 minute mark. I know like we've been like jumping all over the place. We're going to take a little break. Work on the next episode, which is going to be Watergate part two. Oh, Uh, maybe we can talk about his uh, drug policies. Oh, there we go. All right. Listen, people, if, if we forget, Call in and remind us that the first topic next week is drug policies. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.
Say bye, Chelsea. Bye. Bye, Chelsea. We love you. Listen, listen, people. Do well, something nice for somebody this week. You know what? That's a good one. That, while you're doing something nice, go ahead and give us an email about it at mikehasadrink at gmail.com. Yes. And if you do something nice for somebody and you tell them about our podcast, <laughs> let us know that on mikehasadrink at facebook.com. See? Everybody have a great week. Thanks for listening. We'll Tell see you your friends. Week. If your friends are looking for a horrible podcast, point them in our direction. Hey, hey, there's a reason our tagline is the worst podcast ever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Next week, remind me. I have an announcement about that. <laughs>